everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts, and I'm here today with my one of my favorite people, Mr. Ken Miller. Whoa. How are you today? Whoa, you got a lot of people in your life, and I'm on, I do. I'm on the favorite That's list. why I said I'll, one. I said one, I'll, not just my favorite. No, I'm just kidding. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> How are things? Oh, you know, things are... I'm sitting here in front of you, and uh, you know things can't be uh, much better than that. So, how about you? Uh, things are fantastic, and we have a fun episode for you guys today. Today, Ken and I are—well, uh, that's true. But this one's actually <laughs> this one makes me laugh a lot because it is Jim fails and to do or not to do—that is the question. And so, Ken, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that means and where we're going to go with this? Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, well, I laugh because, you know, when you think gym fails, it's, you know, you're you're on social media and you're just scrolling and you're seeing, you know, someone falling, people getting hurt, unfortunately, just because of either they're negligent or just happenstance, something happens. But when we talk about gym fails, especially in this episode of Random Fit, uh, what we are talking about is, okay, what are some of the things that people do in the facility that may not be in their best interest, uh, I guess to say it one way, um, but we're also not gonna bring something up unless we have some kind of resolution for it. So it's not <laughs> the gym fail that kind of gets the giggle out of you and you know, seeing someone trip and fall on a treadmill, that's never funny, um, there, it happens a lot and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, you know, some of the safety precautions you can take or some things you can consider to avoid um, being the highlight reel of someone, you know, watching the security camera of the facility at the end of the day. So we do not ever want to make that highlight reel, I would say. Well, and and to your point, you know, and, and I am, I'm a victim of this. I will get on social media or somebody will send me a video and they're like, mm -hmm. hey, is this something that you do with your clients? And you've got yeah. someone utilizing like cables and they're swinging mm -hmm. around or doing something. And you're like, where in the world did you get the idea that that would be a good idea to do. And what is the outcome? Like, what are you trying to achieve? And, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, the gym is a way to be creative. And as a trainer, it is very important for us to be creative and designing programs, but also thinking what is the prime mover? What are we targeting? What, what is the purpose of, of having a client do a certain movement? Um, and, you know, if you're going to if you're new to the gym and you're not sure, one thing that you could do is ask someone to show you how some of this, you know, these pieces yeah. of equipment work. I yeah. mean, that's a big one. It's ask. OK to ask. And it, and it doesn't mean that mm -hmm. you're going to get hounded for training, you know, and that's one of the things I hear often like, oh, I don't want to go yeah. and ask someone at the front desk because then they're going to think I need a trainer and I don't want to spend the money. And, you know, that that's not it. But it's better for you to be safe than sorry. Or if you're not sure, look at the pictures that are provided on the pieces of equipment on how what? to properly sit. I know. What? Take time to read at the gym. No, you're just there to get on it and figure it mm -hmm. out. And, um, you know, because, again, safety first, that's the most important thing. You want to make yeah. sure that you're targeting the right muscle. But if you're not on the piece of equipment, right, and you're not sure how to use it, you could really hurt yourself. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I think that's I think that's a big one. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, looking at that picture, I mean, sometimes those pictures can be a little misleading because you'll have something like a, a seated, a seated row, but then every muscle um, <laughs> uh, is like, is highlighted red. It's like, well, it's, you know, you know, more of an upper back exercise, but they got everything all lit up, right? Even the chest. 
And, <laughs> you know, if you follow the philosophy that all exercises use all the muscles, it just depends on how they're being used. Okay, yeah, you get a little artistic licensing there, but uh, <laughs> look at the picture, look at the setup, um, things like looking at where the adjustments are to adjust the seat up and down, uh, where you can adjust the weights. Because there's been times where I've shown somebody a piece of equipment, selectorized piece of equipment. When I say selectorized pieces of equipment, uh, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, it's just, it's, it's basically a piece of machinery that has only basically one purpose, like a seated chest press machine where you sit on there and you push the bars away from you or a seated row where you're sitting, you got the, the, the uh, pad against your chest and you're gonna pull. So they have a pretty specific role and a lot of times people don't maximize the benefits of a selectorized piece of equipment because they fail to see where you adjust the seat, where you adjust the weights, or if there's some extra fine tuning, some feature within the within the um, piece of equipment that they never realized, like I never knew. And one of the big pieces where I'd seen that is, you know, when you're on the knee extension, you can adjust the backing mm -hmm. forward and back. So someone's been sitting so far back because the back was so set far back that the their seat pad was jammed up against their calf and they never knew they can actually move <laughs> themselves forward it's like all this time i was coming away with these bruises behind my calf because this the seat is jammed up against me so th those those type of things you know and like like you say when we'll probably say it at least eight more times throughout this this episode Ask a trainer, ask ask an employee of the gym who hopefully has been well-trained on all the pieces of equipment and all the nuances of all the pieces to help set you up the way that you're supposed to set up and using the pieces of equipment um, the way they're supposed to be used. And, you know, one other piece, um, one other feature that a lot of pieces of equipment have that some people don't realize, you know that little seatbelt? Uh, oh, yes. Comes yeah, I mean, it's it's good because, you know, we don't do it because, you know, hey, I'm not getting on a plane. I'm not getting in a car. Why should I wear a seatbelt? <laughs> well, so that seatbelt is actually there to help stabilize you, just like you have the backing to lean on or lean forward on, too. When there's a seatbelt feature, that's to help keep your hips in place. So usually it's for lower body exercises. You know, that's there for a reason, you know, as far as keeping you stable. So you can you can focus on that muscle that that machine's trying to help you with. Yeah, and oftentimes people are like, I'm not going to use the belt because I'm stabilizing myself. I'm working on my stabilizers. Mm -hmm. And if you can, and you can maintain proper alignment and you don't have the weight so heavy, right. then absolutely. However, if you're loading, let's say, a, you know, a knee extension, you know, so you're sitting down on this fixed piece of equipment and I'm using that as an example, but you're lifting up and yeah. your, your glutes are coming off of the, the, the back end, you're arching your back, you're doing all kinds of stuff. It's like, well, yeah. what exactly are you trying to achieve? And to me, that is a big gem fail. Like just, just know what you're trying to target, understand what you're trying to do, maybe lower the weight, slow, slow it down a little bit. Because another one is is when people will do, and I'm I'm picking on the the knee extension, but um, and, and basically that's the one where you're just you know it, it's locked in on the front of your shins and you're just kicking it up. Um, is they put it so light that it just flies up and then nails them in the shin and you know what I mean? Like weight's not oh, heavy yeah. enough, but they're like, oh yeah. check this out, and they're gripping onto the handles and their back is flat and you know they're not even in a seated position. 
<laughs> so yeah. I just, I see a lot, that one piece of equipment. Oh, I see so many things, so many things. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not that we're endorsing the knee extension. I'm not, a, I, I'm personally not a fan. <laughs> just so you guys know, because I think it's a lot of stress on the knee. Just yeah. you know, you're doing rehab and you have it light and there's a purpose. There are a lot of very functional mm -hmm. things that you can do to really focus on your quads. However, some people love it. And, and if that's your choice, all the power to you. I'm just saying, just be careful and make sure <laughs> you're using it correctly. How about that? <laughs> right, right, right. It, it is uh, I dig a myself part of out? a bigger picture. Okay, uh, a little okay. bit. A little bit, maybe. Okay, a little bit. I, have, uh, that's more of let's a. Let's just drop uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about well, um? How about this? What about the leg? The leg press. What do you think about uh, the leg press? Uh, I think there's a lot to look at when it comes to your your how your body's positioned in there, but I mean, just to look at the leg press, um, a lot a lot of people that get on there, they think it's going to be a total lower body exercise great piece and and it is for the purpose of building you know just isolated strength through the through the lower body but not so much the glutes and that's one of those things again i like to cruise social media just to see what's out there see what people are thinking um, but also because i have clients that cruise social media and i know they're going to come at me with certain things so i i want to be a step ahead of them but when you look at the leg press uh, one of the things that a lot of people that I hear a lot of people say is that, hey, it's a great glute posterior hip mm -hmm. exercise or a piece of a butt. Because you're in this flexed position, a lot of times in the in the leg press, uh, you know, the genre there, you're sitting down, you're in this pretty flexed position where you're leaning back, your back is against a um, a pad, and then the press, the leg press, you're going to push away from well, here's the thing. If I'm flex at the hip, almost like in a seated position, but very much on the ground, and I'm pushing that that platform up and away from me, you're getting a lot of quad, right? Because your knee is going through extension compared to the hip. The hip, in order for you to use those butt muscles, right, those glutes, you have to get the body essentially in an extended or in a straight line position. Well, you're not going to get that if you're seated. So you're going to get a lot of, yeah, leg strength, but not a lot of hip strength when it comes to that piece of machinery. So, yeah, you're going to be able to press a lot, but you're not going to press a lot using the glutes. And that's that's one of those things that we want to when we talk about gym fails. But Ken, uh, how about this? I feel it in my glutes, but I feel it there. So it mm -hmm. must be working. <laughs> Well, I have to say, you know, well, you, you just, you just don't, you don't know what you're feeling. I mean, you, you're using them, but not to, to their full extent. Let's, how about, can I say that? Okay. You we, can. That's We fair. have the thing about knee extension. We have, we have this thing about the leg press. Um, uh, but the other thing is, is, is about foot position where, where in that piece of equipment, again, changing your foot position, whether your feet are turned out or feet are turned in too much. Again, you get too much in a bad position, you're going to be, you could be increasing stress on the knee, uh, and you could be increasing stress on the on your uh, on your SI joint, your sacroiliac joint as well, depending on how you um, decide to position yourself on there. So, as far as a gym fail goes, this is one that it's easily remedied with good form and technique. And again, go to the personal trainer on staff that knows how to um, use these pieces correctly. 
Yes. And if you guys are just joining us, we're talking about gym fails to do or not to do. Um, I, I, I'm not saying don't do any of the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. We just want you to be aware of what you're doing and have a purpose and understanding what you may be targeting and what you may not. So, for example, in the leg press, you're focusing on front of your legs, focusing on your quads. It is an unbelievable. I love the leg press and I think it's great. We've used it in rehab all the way up to the performance level. Um, so I'm a big fan. Plus there are some where you do come out of hip, you know, help hip flexion. So you, you press mm -hmm. and you're almost like in a lying, you know, straight position. So there are, are some different ones out there. It's just yep. don't think that unless, if your hips are still bent, you're not really focusing as much on the glutes. And so, but that brings us into thinking about the hamstrings and the hamstrings, again, is a muscle that is very, um, it, it can be very uh -huh. underactive. So very weak and a lot of individuals because people are seated so much throughout the day now. And, um, you know, so it is a muscle that you want to focus on, you know, strengthen yeah. or lengthening the hips and, and strengthening the hamstrings. So an easy piece of equipment for people that don't want to do more functional type exercises is to utilize some of the pieces of equipment. And one of those is when you're laying or in a seated position and you put the, you know, the pad over your quad, so over the top of your leg, as well as on your shin and your legs are extended and then you curl them back. So your heels are going back towards your, your butt, basically. Um, what kills me is, think about what we're trying to focus on is the hamstring. So anytime you, you bend your knee, you are focusing on that muscle. However, if your feet are turned out, that's another very common compensation. And there's a very small muscle that um, is called the short head of your bicep fem. So when you turn your knee, your feet out and then you curl back, you're actually targeting more of that specific muscle versus the more of the inside of your hamstrings. So when you're doing that, make sure your feet are pointed straight ahead. And then also you can slightly even turn them in a little bit if you want to get more of the inside of the hammy. But it's just very, very important that, you know, don't try to put the weight up so heavy that you're just your your feet are going out and you're using everything in your power to bring it back. Think about positioning. Think about controlling the movement. Try to keep those feet straight. And it can be an exceptional exercise. But I see that one get um, it, it, it often gets misused and it's painful to watch. So yeah. I just wanted to throw that one in there. Or, of course, if you're laying on your stomach and doing the same one where you're holding on, so your face is like, ooh, that's another thing. You guys think about, you know, cleanliness. So you've got your towel down, hopefully, and your your face is like on the uh, on the, the bench portion, and you've got your legs um, on the back, and you're going to curl your knees up. I mean, I'm sorry, your, your feet up towards your glutes, so you're doing it in a face-down position, also known as the prone position, if you will. Um, and then people are arching their back. They're doing everything they can to get that really, they, they put too much weight on it. So just mm -hmm. control the movement. Don't arch your back. Don't don't give the back a break. Have the hamstrings. Do what they're supposed yeah. to do, which is bend the knee. Just bend the knee. Bend save, the knee. Yeah, save, save the low back. Yes. And focus on the hamstring. <sighs> um, yeah, that that low. I mean, unless unless that's the mo, right? Um, so <laughs> with with the uh, with the prone leg curl, it's just that's that's a bigger. If if I if there was any one um, correction I would have to make on that piece of equipment, it is that low back arch. Um, just because I mean, you're you're a lot of times there's that bend in the in the piece of equipment, so you are prone, but you're not totally flat a lot of times they'll they'll put that little hinge in there um but that that takes out the hips a little bit but it also puts the low back in a position to where it's easily recruitable so 
so as far as as far as that goes, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of a lot of hamstring work. But again, as as Wendy and I are both, you know, personal trainers in the field, make it make sure it's a part of a bigger picture. Again, when we talk about selectorized equipment, you know, it does have its place when it comes to muscular development. And we're not saying don't do it. Just know that when you are putting your body in a position where you have to commit to what the machine is telling you to do versus what the body wants to do, you have to exercise a little extra control when it comes to managing these gym fails. And um, the prone leg curl uh, winds up being a big one. So um, I guess as we, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so I've got one for you and I'm going to let you answer this one because, (laughs) and you know why. So, you know, Ken and I hang out very often, not only to talk about the podcast, but because we both do a lot of work for NASM, we actually get to travel still. Um, And we have a very amazing, uh, he's an amazing individual, but we actually got in an argument about this. Um, When you're in a squat rack, Ken, why don't you tell the world okay. here, because the world's listening to our podcast, by the way, yeah. to tell yeah. the world um, what way should you face in the squat rack? And if you have a spotter, where should they stand and why? Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, and it's funny because you're giggling and from the standpoint that it, it just doesn't happen to friends of ours, uh, people that we know, but this, this is one of those things when you're in a facility that has a squat rack, and you have those J hooks, and that's where the bar sits, um, especially when you're approaching the rack uh, to do something like a a squat. So you want to (laughs) approach the the rack, the bar on that, you wanna face the rack when you are addressing the bar as well as when you're going to re-rack the bar. So you want to face that that big piece of support equipment, and you don't wanna face out because if anything happens, you know, everything is going to go forward, right? Because that's the way we're going to fold. But also a lot of times when you have the supports, they're going to be right under the the rack as well. So you want to face the piece of equipment if you're the exerciser. Plus that gives your spotter a chance to help support you from behind. And if there's any place that they can help you, it's more in that forward position facing that piece of equipment. So, um, so there is a big safety issue there and we giggle because we had a good laugh about it. And, um, uh, but it, it's, it's funny because Wendy, after we had that little interaction and we had that little debate on how to use that piece of equipment, the one thing is, is that I saw that, you know, happening, um, in my own life and when I came back home. So it's like, Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's not, it's not an it's isolated. Not, it's dis- not very intuitive. And I don't think, I mean, no, you know, it's and and everybody had a really valid point, you know, so you can make an argument. Not, However, not everybody. No, not everybody. <laughs> well, we're going to say that everyone <laughs> made great points. We didn't say that they were right points, but they made great points. And in their mind, yeah. it was, you know, they were right. So just, you know, and every every piece of equipment is going to be different. You know, Ken, mm-hmm. I know that you often see the Smith machine. Why don't you talk about that one, too? Because they're kind of related. So when we're talking yeah. about the J hooks and everything. Yeah, and and when we talk about a Smith machine, basically it's 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 just it's a it's a bar that is on rails, and depending on the brand of the of the machine, again, it's just a bar that pretty much goes up and down, uh, guided by ball bearings for for smoothness. And the the thing about it is, is that you are um, the the bar instead of having to 
take a free free weight bar and put it on a hook for support wherever that bar is using that smith machine you just have to turn the bar and the hooks will catch onto onto the machine so that's the one thing we want to make sure that we know so whether you're doing it with a squat or using it for a bench press if you get stuck it's just as easily uh, you know supportive from a safety standpoint just to turn your wrists mm -hmm. and hook the bar so the thing that whether you're your body is under the rack or sitting outside the rack. Basically, you just need to know where the hooks are going to turn because I've seen on more than a few occasions that somebody turns and it's not catching and therefore the, the bar is still putting stress on their body. So where they're trying to flex it forward, where they should have flexed it back, which is the harder way. So just know that however using that piece of machinery, whether you're squatting and you just get stuck at the bottom, just just flip the wrist and turn that handle forward. So, so yeah, so with that piece of equipment, just know where the hooks are gonna go. So however your position, uh, you know how to get your, bail yourself out when it comes to, you know, <laughs> if I'm stuck, you know, you don't wanna get, no one ever likes to get stuck, you know, versus like you get stuck on the bottom, hook it and say, yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah, we're good. And, and that's the best part. No matter what, you just did it. You, and for those of you guys that aren't watching us and just listening to us, Ken's like, you hook it and then you look around, like, did anyone just see yeah, me do anybody, that? Because yeah. uh, like that just did not happen or I'm not going to take ownership of that. So, so true. And, you know, I mean, we can talk about some of these other bars, but what we're talking about right now for you guys that are just joining us is gym fails, you know, to do or not to do. That is the question. And it's not saying, you know, I'm Wendy Bass. We're here with Ken Miller and we're just we're providing some input regarding some of the pieces of equipment that are out there. And unfortunately, when we say gym fails, we're not talking about the crazy things that you're seeing on YouTube, because those are some significant fails where injury could could have occurred. We're just talking about things yeah. that are gym fails on utilizing pieces of equipment, either incorrectly or in a way that could be harmful if you're not careful. Um, yeah. So we wanted just to kind of to provide some highlights. And, you know, that kind of brings back to, to one um, that often we take for granted, which would be just the, tre the treadmill. And, oh, yeah. you know, um, unfortunately, I've seen this. Somebody will do like sprints on a treadmill and they, you know, they hop off. And they step off of the treadmill mm -hmm. like to to wipe themselves down or they're giving themselves a 30 second rest before they hop back on and they leave the belt running and somebody yep. might not have seen them hop off or they might have assumed that they were done and they get on and they stand on the belt and it's going very fast. And unfortunately, I've seen some I've seen this happen personally, which is unfortunate, but they 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 take a hit hard because that belt was going and, um, you know, and. You yeah. know, unfortunately, it's the person that left it running. It's their fault. However, you would just want to be aware of your surroundings. So make sure that the belt's not on when you step on it. But I, I tell everyone just to step on the running boards anyway and then kind of tap on the belt just to make sure that there's no movement going on. But then, of course, you know, when you're on the treadmill, you've got everything surrounded, right? You've got your towel, you've got your water in here, you've got your phone hooked up, with, whether you're watching something or listening to something. And then you start taking off and it starts bouncing. And, all, you know, like sometimes the, the belt will bounce and it depends on the treadmill. But if it does that, then all of a sudden the phone, go, or phone goes flying off or, you know, like <clears throat> you're, you know, you're just things that you don't think about. And then unfortunately that phone goes and flies back and either hits a piece of equipment, it breaks or someone steps on it or, you know, or it scares people because they hear this big thump. So, you know, that's another right. big one. So just just 
be aware, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, well, if you're like, if you're like me too, if, if I'm at the gym, I've got my, I've got my, my earpiece in, my music's going or audiobook or whatever I'm listening to. And the volume might be up there. So you don't hear the treadmill a lot of times, especially with today's tech. If it's a well-maintained piece of equipment, a treadmill is not loud. So if you're, if you're, if your focus and attention is someplace else, like you're just looking at the screen or at the monitor, you're not looking at the running treadmill. It it's 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 it is it can be quite easy to miss. But this is again situational awareness is the key, uh, if I can use that phrase in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but just know that uh, yeah, when addressing it, yeah, like you said, when he's Go on the running boards. Take a look down. See if the thing's moving out from under you because that first step is a doozy when it comes to the treadmill and it's running. <laughs> and indeed it is. Yes. Um, I'm telling you. Uh, all right. So the Roman chair, to do or not to do? Mm. That's my question to you, Ken. Yeah. Great piece of equipment mm -hmm. if done right. If done right. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know what a Roman chair is, because I've, I've seen, you know, a, Roman chairs put in different situations. The one we're talking about, it's a padding or it's a, it's basically a hip extension exercise used for extending the hip. You're going to secure your, your uh, lower leg or your ankles into against the pad as the, as you lean forward and you have this padding that goes right across the front of the thigh, which is going to allow you to lean forward, hinge at the hip so that for you to do the exercise correctly, you're going to extend the hip and straighten out your body. And this is one of those that when I've worked with people or people have actually come to me and ask, hey, how to use that piece of equipment? Because I can't do that thing um, and you know, without my back hurting me. And when you ask them, okay, well, show me what you're doing. Well, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll come in and they'll flex their spine or they'll come up and the first thing they do is they'll arch their low back. Well, it's a great hip strengthener, right? To get into hip extension, but a lot of times they won't have the the, stable, the, the, the ability to stabilize and control their spine. So they're gonna arch their back um, to get into that extension. So then they might start or maybe even end off with a low back arch or go maybe too far into extension to where it's all low back extension but it can be a great hip exercise if done correctly. Now, the other thing I'll say on top of that is that foot position or hip position does matter. So if your feet are turned out, which puts your hips in what we call an externally rotated position, so you're turning your hips outward, you think you're using your glutes, but you wind up putting more emphasis on those hip rotators. And as you mentioned before, Wendy, that, that – uh, the outer hamstring area starts to become a little bit more used than you want, taking away from using your hips. So again, on top of the low back, watch out for what's happening at the at the outer part of the hamstring, right? Especially if the goal here for you, and again, one of the pictures that you'll see on this piece of equipment is a picture of someone's glutes and hamstrings, as far as the muscles that it'll, it'll uh, emphasize. So if you arch your back, if you turn your feet out, you're not going to be getting the benefit that you need. So, and for unfortunately for a lot of people, it's going to come at the cost of low back pain and maybe even some knee pain if you do it incorrectly. So, that that is one you want to be wary of or be more aware of of how you can use that one properly. 
Yes. And that's, that's a big one. And another one that I wanted to talk about too, and, and we were, we kind of just mentioned this before is if you're going to lift heavy, have mm -hmm. a spotter, have a spotter. Because yep. like you said, when you were doing the Smith machine, you can bail, you can just turn your hands and you can bail and you're going to save yourself from injury. But unfortunately what I see is people will load this bar and you guys, I'm telling you, if you played, <laughs> If you played a sport when you were younger and you're getting older like me, we may not be able to lift as much as we could when we right. played a certain sport or, oh, you know, yeah. male and, and females. I'm not just picking on the guys that used to play football and I used to, you know, squat this and I can still do it and let me show you. And then they get there and they're, they start arching their back and they, they can't lift the weight and then they're in trouble. And that's when we see all these crazy things on video. But it's important to have a good spotter and really think about what you're trying to achieve and talk with your spotter on exactly what you're trying to do and where where you think you may fail and you may not know. Mm -hmm. And um, right. and start light. That's a big one. If you're going to use a bar, start light and then work your way up. Because sometimes people don't remember that the bar is weighted and you're already weighted anywhere from 40 five pounds and up depending on the bar. So they're like, Oh, I can lift this amount. But I'm like, are you including in the bar or not? And they're like, well, I don't know, you know? And so, mm -hmm. <laughs> so just, just remember right. that too. And, you know, so you want to make sure that the bar is loaded evenly. If you're using dumbbells that the spotter, you know, um, when you spot someone can, where do you put your hands? Wherever the person wants me to put them. Right. And I say that, well, so if you're doing a chest press, so if, yeah. you're, if your client okay. is doing a chest press yeah. and you're you're going to be obviously over their head, right? right? So they're laying right. on a bench and where should your spotter put their hands to help you? Yeah, great question, because there's two school of thoughts. One, mm -hmm. I'm going to guide you by the wrist, right? The wrist right. or the even the elbow, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the other school of thought is to assist them through the dumbbell. So if they're doing a if they're using a dumbbell chest press, then through the dumbbell, or you, you're, if it's a bar, you know, that's a different game altogether, right? You're going to assist from the bar, but just make sure whatever your school of thought is, just be in agreement with the person that you're helping. So if I'm the spotter and I'm helping you, right? <clears throat> the first thing I'm going to ask is how would you want me to spot you? You know, what's your preference? Where do you feel most comfortable? Because that's it. It's like, if you just, you know, push up through, uh, through the elbows and help me up that way and get me past that sticking point, you know, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be awesome. Or some people say, Hey, you can guide me through the wrists, maybe the bottom part of the wrist mm -hmm. right there into the, into the hand and pull up that way. You just don't want to ever squeeze or manipulate their body <laughs> while they have. So, if, and a lot of times if you squeeze a wrist, that'll kind of take some of the strength away from their grip. So you don't ever want to squeeze them into that, um, into that better position. Um, and I also know guys that prefer getting spotted through the through the implement itself. Um, also from the standpoint that if, if things don't go your way, you can help them bail out from that standpoint. So, but ideally you are just spotting them through an area of weakness that they can actually finish the set. But it's also your responsibility as the spotter is to say, okay, one more and we're good, bro. That's mm -hmm. it. Right. So whatever you're doing, just agree, have an, have a common ground on how things are going to go if someone gets stuck. Yeah. And how do you bail? 
I mean, like if you're like, you know, that the form is going mm-hmm. bad, you know, and if you've got dumbbells and it's like, okay, you know, you, mm-hmm. if you're the spotter and on the second rep, you're lifting more than you should be. Cause again, you're supposed to help guide them and then help them down mm-hmm. safely um, in order to yeah. get to the finished position in order to either put the bar down or the weights down. If you're lifting more than it's too heavy and you're going to have to talk to the person and say, Hey, listen, I I did more of the work than you did. So let's, let's drop the weight. You know, I think that's important to actually talk to your spotter, not only on positioning, but then also make sure that, uh, (laughs) that the weight makes sense. And, um, you know, there's one other one that I wanted to talk about because unfortunately I see this is a huge gym fill, um, before we end this amazing podcast. But when people use resistance bands, Oh, yeah. So, so we have all of the the hooks around our, our facility and we use super bands and we use bands with handles. We mm-hmm. use a bunch of different bands um, in different ways. And unfortunately, when some people come in and they are wanting to use some of the bands, I think it's great. However, remember that if you are using, let's say you're doing, let's say a, um, a press with rotation or like some kind of like Palov press with maybe a small rotation for, for those of you guys that don't, doesn't know what that is. You're bringing your arm straight out towards your stomach and you're slightly rotating to one side with your arm straight. It's fantastic for your core. It's fantastic for um, stabilization of the shoulders. However, when you're done, don't just let it go. I have seen people let it go. Um, instead of like slowly bringing it back and and then setting Mm -hmm. it down nicely. And unfortunately it's, it's, you know, you got to think there's others around you that can actually hit someone. (laughs) Um, It makes a a huge noise. It scares people. Um, Just, just be nice to the bands and just respect the band. The bands are there. They're fantastic. Just use them correctly. (laughs) Yeah. Take tension off, walk towards the, you know, just walk the band towards walk the anchor towards point. Towards the band. Walk, yeah, walk towards the walk band. Walk towards the band. And, you know, and if you're helping somebody and, the, and there is no anchor point and you're the one holding that center, the center of the band while someone's pulling on it, don't just let go because that's going to, you know, that's going to not feel good on somebody. So, um, but I also say with, if you're the one, if you're the anchor, if you're holding onto the band, use two hands nothing wrong with using two hands right the one thing it doesn't it doesn't take that much for you know just to slip out of your grasp so if you have that two-handed approach which we always teach in our workshops uh no one's gonna get hurt you know because we've seen it happen one of our instructors you know it's just someone just (laughs) let go and he got the, the band right on the Right. I think right on the bridge of the nose, I think is what happened. So yes. it was, I've had uh, that happen to me. And unfortunately, yeah. the bands will break sometimes and you can't help that. I mean, obviously, that's out of your control, but also make sure that the, the bands that you're using as as a trainer or even as yourself, just look at the bands and make sure that they're you know, <laughs> they're not wearing it or starting to get a hole in it and say, hey, I'm going to finish this off. Yeah. Like not a, yeah. not a good idea. That's and then housekeeping. And I know one other one, Ken, why don't you talk to us about. Talk to us about the hook. Talk to us about uh, a cable pulley machine because this is a big one, a big one. And uh, then, uh, yeah. 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 So when it comes to cable machines, nothing is worse than you walk up, let's say, to the, the seated lap machine, the pull down, and you're looking to attach your favorite piece of handle on there, but there's no carabiner. So for those of you who don't know, the carabiner is just the hook that you attach the, uh, the attachment or the handle on. And the reason why I bring that up is because sometimes if the carabiner isn't zip tied to the cable, it'll travel with the handles itself. And then now you have this perfectly 
open piece of equipment. Like, yeah, and I'm, time to get my row on. And you look for the carabiner and it's not there. You're looking around. So now you have to like scour around, look at the the accessory box, see what's there. And then, then you have to put that on there. So um, that's a gym fail because you just ruined someone's day because here they well, are. Not just that. Think about someone that's my height. <laughs> so guys, keep in mind when you're, when you're, you know, yeah. vertically challenged. Um, oh, you're tall. Oh yeah, so tall. And the cable is up high and then you're trying to get the, the hook on it in order to put the piece of equipment on. It's, you know, it's just not yeah. always that that fun. But it's a pain. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, a very big one. So, you know, just remember to do or not to do, use the equipment like you're supposed to. I think that's the big takeaway. Ask questions. You know, um, that's that's a big one. If you're not sure, again, think of safety first. We're here to help protect your body, protect your joints and hope, hopefully help you maximize your workouts. So if yep. you're like feeling some something in that little image isn't lit up, you're probably not doing it right. Or if you're feeling way more muscles than the little body parts are showing you, probably still not doing it right. But it's okay to ask questions. I mean, I think that's the big thing. So yeah, hopefully there shouldn't be any more gym fails because everyone's going to listen to this podcast, Ken, you know? Tip of the iceberg, I think, really. (laughs) There's a a lot of stuff out there. Maybe it's uh, Uh, part two. Part two is in order. Never know. Yes. Well, today's been fun, as always as it is for me. So thank you everybody uh, for joining both Wendy Batts and me, Ken Miller, uh, for this episode of Random Fit, where we just discuss gym fails to do or not to do. That is the question. And if you like this episode and uh, other things that we've talked about in our previous episodes, uh, please like, follow, share, download, and we look forward to bringing you future interesting Random Fit facts through this podcast of ours. So thank you everybody for joining us. We enjoyed our time together. We hope you guys had a good time listening to us on this topic. So until next time, everybody take care and be well.